Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am just uh, getting complete chills as I look at my guests um, that I am so honored to have today. So I have two of my closest sisters um, on the show with me today, um, Janira Martinez and Ellie Shepley. Ladies. Welcome. Hello. It's good to be here. <laughs> Hi. So happy to be here. Ah, so um, we are um, here today to tell you about um, an experience, a, plant, a, uh, a toad medicine experience. I almost said plant medicine. It's actually toad medicine, not to be confused. Um, so I, you know, this, we took, we all, the three of us um, went on a toad medicine journey in Mexico <clears throat> this past March. And I had this desire come up to record this episode because um, I have just gotten so many people in the world asking me, like, I want to hear about this trip and every detail. And I love telling the story. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much power in being able to tell it, you know, with these two women. So we're going to get into that um, in, a, in a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to um, share with you who, who Janira and Ellie are, who they are in the world and who they are to me. Um, so, so both Janira and Ellie, they, we all work in a similar space, right? We work with women around their desire and relationships and intimacy um, and each of these women, um, what I love about our sisterhood is that they each, you know, Ellie and Janira both have sort of a different, uh, we all have different flavors of, of the work that we do. And we, we each offer a different kind of medicine, um, to women. So Janira, um, you know, the thing I want you to know about Janira is that this woman is so committed to telling the truth. <laughs> and that is one of the deepest things that I get from my sisterhood with Janira that she just always holds me to. She's like, oh, wait, I think there's like one layer deeper there, Kaylin. And gosh, those are the kinds of women I want to have in my life. And Ellie. Gosh, Ellie is such a havingness expander for me. Every time I want to play small or 
order short on my desires. Ellie's over here like, oh, girl, mm-mm, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And Ellie's such a constant reminder for me that I really can have my desire. Like that is not just a thing that we say. Ellie embodies that. Mm. So thank you for being my sisters and thank you for being in this conversation today. Mm. I love those very accurate descriptors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. Thank Mm. you, Kaylin. My complete pleasure. Okay. Uh, so, uh, just to get us grounded in the conversation, um, Janira, tell everybody about what, like, what is Bufo? What is the experience? What do people need to know about this, uh, this medicine? Yeah. Yeah. So Bufo is, um, a psychedelic substance that comes from, uh, a toad, the Sonoran or, um, Sonoran desert from uh, Mexico or the Colorado river. So it has two different names, Sonoran desert toad, Colorado river toad. And it, the, the substance, the psychedelic substance is actually a poison that's excreted from the skin of the frog, uh, the toad, excuse me, not to be confused with the frog, (laughs) um, cousins, but not the same. Um, and it, it, it helps protect it from, um, you know, attack, right? Like if some, some other predators are trying to attack it, then it excretes this venom. I mean, and it's so powerful. It can like excrete, excrete a certain amount that can kill like a large dog. Mm. <laughs> um, yes. And, and the chemical compound of Bufo is five uh, MEO DMT, uh, which is different than DMT that's found in ayahuasca, right? A plant medicine from uh, well, from different places in the world, from but usually known to come from uh, the Amazon. But this is different because it's got the, this fifth extra molecule, uh, which is why it's 5-MeO, that is also known as like the God molecule, which is really cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what yeah. I, when I, when people, when I explain this to people, I'm like, it has the God molecule, but you're doing <laughs> such a way better job than I ever do. Continue. <laughs> um, and yeah. And it's said to be like the God molecule because it kind of just like you smoke it by the way. So Unlike ayahuasca, which is a brew that you drink, um, the toad medicine, you know, they dry it, the secretion, and then you smoke it in a special pipe. And uh, it it lasts just like 20 minutes and it's just rocket launches you into uh, a very intense experience of connecting with yourself, often with God and universe uh, in a very, very profound way. One of the things I learned after our experience is that it's more of a context-based experience. Like you go into a context versus like extremely visual experience. So a context of like love or white light or emptiness or darkness, which we'll talk about our own individual experiences, right? Versus a lot of other psychedelics that are um, filled with like so many visuals and symbols and like 
um, recalling of our past and, and all of that, like this is just takes you into a space, a context, which is why it's said to be a God molecule. Cause it's like, it's, it shows you just like every, everything and then nothing, the context of that, which, you know, I really believe mm-hmm. that that's what God is. So mm-hmm. that's Bufa. <laughs> that I hadn't heard that piece about context. That is so like, that's definitely represents the experience I had that I think we all had. Yeah. I, ha- I hadn't heard it put quite that way. Yeah. Context versus content. And, all this. Right. Up, yeah. And these other experiences like mushrooms or ayahuasca or LSD. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, I love that. Well, and how, um, you know, as, as our, I think you are really our, our resident medicine expert. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying Experts. to be modest. Mm. <laughs> I've explored a great deal, but practitioner. Yeah. <laughs> practitioner. Sure. Right. Sure, we can we can say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, how would you um, you know, I'm just thinking about people who might be listening who have um who have tried other types of medicine, right? Maybe mushrooms or ayahuasca. Um how would you compare this to other medicine? Yeah, uh, it's ex- this is extremely short, fast, like the, the medicine coming on. You just you smoke it and you're like catapulted. Um, and and it's uh, really, really, really intense. I mean, other medicines can be intense, like I've done plenty of ayahuasca and it's wild, but and, um. I think for me anyway, the biggest difference is, you know, the length of time, like just 20 minutes compared to six to eight hour mushroom or ayahuasca experience. So different. Um, And then, yeah, the fact that it's, it doesn't have as many details to the experience. It's like a feeling and a sense of a theme that needs to arise for you inside of the experience. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest, biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The 20. Yeah. I really want to emphasize that this is 20 minutes <laughs> where you totally lose track I of mean, time and space. Right. I just, that is still so wild to me, you know, and we'll get into sort of each of the experiences that we had. But for me, it's like, I felt like it was five hours when I came out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So wild. Oh, that's the other difference. Like it really um has you like just kind of leave your body. Right? If you mm-hmm. go all the way into the experience and surrender, you just leave and you're in the context of this thing, or you're directly with God or you're directly with the universe. Right. And I find that like when I do other medicines, like I'm in my body and I can connect to those things, but it's, it's a lot more like on this 3d plane and this medicine feels just like purely consciousness plane and, and it mm-hmm. just feels spiritual in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great distinction. Oh, well, thank you for grounding us in that. You know, I want to just call you like medicine, mama, Janira or something. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> 
Um, so this, you know, the thing that I really want all of you, my listeners to get from the, the episode today, um, is that like, this is, uh, truly a story of desire. I think there's a lot of desire nuggets in here. Um, this is a story of deep, deep, deep healing and like shedding layers and layers and layers. And it's also a story of sisterhood. And so, you know, for those of you who've been listening for a while, you know, this has all of the elements of all the things that, that I love talking about here on the show. Um, so I think we're going to just dive in and walk through the experience and really offer reflections and just see where the, see where the conversation goes and, and hopefully give each of you like a felt sense of the journey that we went on. Um, so Ellie, I would love for you to share the, like part, your experience of the lead up to this trip, like how the desire formed, how this came about and sort of just what you remember from that time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I had been feeling a call to do plant medicine since the pretty much the end of 2020, like a, you know, like an ayahuasca experience or, or something like that. And it, it just wasn't really happening. Like a friend invited me to do one and then we went back into lockdown and it got canceled. And so I was just holding my desire and really trusting, because this is what I've heard with plant medicine is that it, it calls to you, right. It, 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 it pulls you, it calls to you. And so I was really in this place of, you know, I don't want to force this. I'm not going to make this happen. And kind of like, okay, if this is meant to happen, universe, you know, it's in your hands. Like, I'm just going to follow the thread of desire and um, I'm not going to force this to happen. So Kaylin and I had a whole other trip planned. There was a, lo a long weekend. It was like, we both had a vacation week and we had a whole other, you know, we had a whole other trip planned and it was not moving, moving. <laughs> like we were set, we had a thread, we were sending Airbnbs. It was like, it had been going on for months to get this thing, you know, booked yeah. and it just wasn't happening. And I think you called me one day. Yeah. yeah Kaylin called yeah. me and was like, listen, mama needs a vacation. And <laughs> this does not seem like it is going to happen. Do you want to go on vacation with me? <laughs> and I said, let's do it. So we start sending back different options. We were going to drive down, you know, from LA to Mexico. We, we found a place we were going to book it. And then I just got this intuitive hit. I was like, what if we went and visited Janeira? And right. this was a big deal because we, this was, this was March. Yeah. February. So we had right. not been February. on a plane. I had not been on a plane since Christmas, 2019. Like we had not right. traveled at all. And, and it is a totally different part of Mexico. Janeira was living in Playa del Carmen, which is, you know, 
like flying to New York. It's across the country. Right. We we got on the Mexico thread because originally we were sort of like, oh, well, you know, where could we drive? Maybe let's drive to Mexico. But I think like then it's it was like planted in our head. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so we reach out to to you, Janira, and you were very turned on about the idea. <laughs> and yeah, go ahead. Also very surprised because I've been wanting some friends to come down and visit. Like I, you know, I'd just been living here for about a month and a half and was healing all this grief, this heartache after my breakup and just like, didn't want to connect with people here. I was like mostly at home or alone at the beach and just feeling like, Oh, I just really want some like connection. And I tried to like make friends here, but I was just not that open and it wasn't clicking. And anyway, I just thought I couldn't have it. Like any friends coming down that, you know, friends that I'm connected to, like sisters like you two, because I had previously lived in other places and like nobody ever came to visit me. I had this whole story, but I had been desiring it and just like mm. stuffing it down, resigned mm. that I couldn't have it. So when you came to me, I was <laughs> so blown away, a little bit yeah. of shock. Well, and that's, you know, that's how desire works. It's all, it's like you were feeling something, we were feeling something. And, you know, the other thing I just want to put in, um, in addition to what you said, Ellie, is that, you know, with this other trip that we were sort of, that we were trying to plan with these other women, right. We had to really own our desire, right. For like a real extended vacation. And, and we had to tell these other, you know, however many, I don't know, three or four other women, Hey, like we actually have a different desire and it's no longer resonant for us to, you know, put attention on trying to plan this other trip and that, oh my gosh, you know, it just goes so deeply against my conditioning of like, gotta please everybody. And, oh, if you say that you're going to do something, you better follow through and, you know, all the, all the stories we create. So I I don't know how that was for you, but for me, like, I just remember that moment of like, nope, we got to honor our desire and we can do this with love, right. In sisterhood. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said. So then we start planning our trip. We book our flights. We start planning our trip to Mexico. And Janira comes on the thread. (laughs) Says, do you ladies want to do some plant medicine while you're here? And we were like, oh, maybe. She said, well, there's this thing called Bufo and it's 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, 20 minutes. You know, I've been hearing about these ceremonies that are all night. And, you know, I, I am a, I have a delicate little system and I've just, that's been a, that's been one of the barriers for me. It's like, God, that sounds so intense. And so I hear 20 minutes. I'm like, great. (laughs) Sign me up. Like, sure. What, what can happen in 20 minutes? I mean, really that just, that sounds that's, I'm, I'm in. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was I was also thinking like, you know, I've been doing a lot of ayahuasca when I got here or in my time here. And I was thinking, so like I'd love to do ceremony with them. And there's too much prep, like they're not coming for long enough. They're not going to be able to enjoy the food. So like I had these like mental reasons why this bufo thing would just be easier. <laughs> like it's shorter. You don't have to do this huge diet. <laughs> oh, my God. Little did I know. <laughs> It is so funny. The, you know, the thing I'm just really getting now is like, we are all like, we are three very desire based women. Right. And then there's like this, like logistics, like, oh yeah, 20 minutes. Okay. This seems practical. Um, And I so trust that thing, right? It's like, whatever it was going to take to get us into this experience, thank God. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really glad because I'd been hearing about Bufo for a couple of years, maybe like two years and just hadn't met any practitioner or shaman that serve this medicine and I knew like I'd been feeling the call having like toads come to me in dreams and just like knowing that this medicine was part of my path but Mm -hmm. I'd been waiting for somebody um Mm -hmm. to show up and then like shortly before we started planning this trip heard of a a guy here who, who serves it and was came highly recommended and heard a little bit about what the experience is like and thought like no, I don't want to do this alone. Like, I really want to do this with some friends. So yes, it wasn't all just like, you know, logistical, like there was also, there was real desire in there, both for this particular medicine and to do it in connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really important piece. Thank you for saying all of that. Mm. And it just fills my soul rehearing you just share that sort of like the way it was simmering in your body you know yeah for some time and similar to Ellie like just trusting that when it was time I would know it would Mm -hmm. come to me the teacher would appear right Mm -hmm. and not only did the teacher but the companions for the journey appeared (laughs) simultaneously (laughs) totally um oh yeah go ahead can I, can I add this piece there, right? Like I told you both all this stuff about Bufo in the beginning and I didn't know anything. I mean, I knew very little about Bufo when I offered you both right. to join me. I knew that, like I knew it was 5-MeO-DMT and that you smoke it and it's 20 minutes, but I had no idea about what it would be like. Like I hadn't done any research on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the intensity of the experience um at all at yeah. all I, I didn't know <laughs> well, what I was getting us all into totally well and you know here's here's the thing I, I remember googling it right when you were like oh do you want you want to do this bufo thing right but I didn't the thing is is I, I wasn't even that interested in what google had to say like after the experience I've done way more right research on this But beforehand, for whatever reason, I just wasn't inclined to go down all these rabbit holes. And I think Ellie, right, you've had a similar experience to this too. Yeah, for me, I had heard about Combo, which is another toad medicine. And I have a bunch of friends who had done that. 
And frog. so, for, oh, oh, frog. Oh, yeah, uh, important uh. distinction. Yes, Nira <laughs> will keep us in integrity here. <laughs> frog, frog medicine. And um, I, in my mind, it was going to be like that. I just, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I just, I yeah. didn't think about it much further. I was like, Oh, it sounds like compo. And I have, you know, like I said, I have so many friends who have done that and, and it just sounded kind of, it's all, I don't know how long that is or whatever, but it, it, the way that they had talked about it was very different than how they talk about ayahuasca, right? It was kind of like, Oh yeah, combo. You do that in an afternoon and you, you know, move on with your life. You, you throw up and that's it. So I just, you know, and I also trust Janira. Now, I didn't really know at that point how hardcore Janira is <laughs> with plant medicine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, you know, again, thank God. It's like, this is, you know, on a... On, on my path, you know, at this point, it's like, I, I do, I trust my sisters. I trust the unfolding. Like if I had felt a, you know, I know when something is out of my range or in Mm -hmm. my range, like I can feel it. And so, but it was helpful after we'd done it to then, to then research, but for whatever reason, like I just wasn't, I don't think I, I would have even had I read stuff if that it would have even computed. Meant, you know, it's, yeah. it's been so fascinating after to read about mm-hmm. it. But it, right. yeah, it's almost like reading another language before you right, hear like, it or go to the country. Totally. Yeah. It's like, okay, 20 minutes. Well, and, and I really resonate with what you said too. I mean, I just, I felt it in my body. And it was like this wave of trust, right? I trust Janira as a sister and I trust the divinity of our connection, right? It like Mm -hmm. goes way beyond just the three of us, right? And so I was like, okay, well, let's do it. (laughs) Anything else you want to say, Janira? No, I absolutely love that. Um, the divinity of it. Similarly, mm-hmm. that's how I felt. I mean, I had just an assumption that it would be more intense, condensed ayahuasca ceremony. I'd done plenty of those and and just, you know, I'm intense as Ellie mentioned, so I knew I could handle it. <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, the call, the, the, the call of this thing that had been simmering in my body was just so clear. Like, and when I heard about this particular man who serves medicine, like I could feel the frequency of him through the the woman who was sharing with me and just felt like, yep, that's the person I'm going to do it with. Like there was just this click, like in my gut, Mm -hmm. this is it. So I think we were all trusting from our bodies more than needing like information to get our minds on board, you know? Yeah. And I love what you said about the frequency of the energy, Mm -hmm. you know, I could feel that which, you know, I know for me is a completely different way of making decisions than, uh, than I used to. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, okay. So, uh, that was the 
sort of lead up to the trip, I think let's just get right into the journey. Um, what do you all want to share about the, like the setting and the scenery? I thought the place is so gorgeous. I had no idea that we were going to be arriving at such a beautiful place, but actually before we even arrived to this place, what I found amazing was that, you know, we had, we, we had a private ceremony just for us three, which is cool. But what I found amazing was that it wasn't just this guy, the, the, he doesn't call himself a shaman. So the medicine man, mm-hmm. it was like a whole van of people for us, like his helper, um, Adriana, yes, all there for us. I was blown away by how much like holding we were receiving from this beautiful crew of people. <gasps> so much from, like all over. Yes. Mm-hmm. So much love. Oh um, gosh. Can I just, before we talk about the scene, the setting, like just talk about the preparation, like this Ooh, the yeah. diet is not so hardcore, but the no drinking water and how freaked oh. out Ellie was. Yes, that. let's really get into that. I don't know if you want to say anything, but like there was, there was, a, that was big for you, Ellie, right? Well, like I the, also just want to say that my journey really began like the, actually the, more, the night before I was going to leave for Mexico, like I, I, I went, I went, you know, into my bedroom with my husband and I was just like, I am so resistant to going on this trip. Like I had intense resistance come up as it drew close. Like as I was heading on the plane, like I, I almost had a moment where I was like, I not even sure that I can go on this trip. Like I was so resistant and I did go obviously. (laughs) And, um, and then I was just getting absolutely worked the entire time that I was in Mexico. Like I had a, I was in a really intense process with a coach that I had hired. I was going through a really, uh, intense process with my business partner. Um, and yeah, I just, I was really challenged, like basically from the moment the trip began. And now looking back, I see how that was all, all a part of the trip, right? All leading up to the trip, like all the bufo working in my life. Um, so begins the moment, it begins the moment you say yes, right? Like any course or intensive. Yeah, there, there it is. So, um, yeah. And then we weren't allowed to eat or drink water, you know, starting the, like we could drink, you know, when we went to bed the night before was the last time I drank water and then we couldn't have water the, the whole day leading up to the trip. And we, you know, it was a long car ride. It was, um, I, I I don't think we did the journey until like 1 PM, right. It was like after around, around noontime. And, oh, it just completely freaked me out. Like I had such a dry throat. Like I drink so much water, you know, I, I have a big appetite. Like I, you know, it was like breakfast. Like I was hungry. Um, so 
And I actually had some really bad experiences um, with drugs in college where I like got really dehydrated. So it brings up this like tight throat, like kind of fear thing um, that, yeah, it just, it, it, I was, I was in quite a little going, <laughs> going through it. I, I had forgotten this detail. Thank you, Janira. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I mean, it feels, it feels somehow felt important. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like the preparation for medicine is, if is really part of the process, like the lead up right. to any ceremony, like if you're doing a ceremony, at least not taking a party drug, it's right. working you every part of it. Like for me, every time I do ayahuasca, like the diet works the crap out of me. I start like just having this in these intense cravings, this like rebellious teenager comes out, like all this stuff comes out, um, in the lead up, right. That's not normal Mm. everyday stuff, but that feels like it's the medicine already working through me and getting some of my like stuck fears and programs to arise to the surface Mm -hmm. so that when I'm in ceremony, it can go right into them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that feels like it was part of it for, from what I saw for Ellie. Oh yeah, definitely. I um, love that. So yeah, we had this car ride of like so many people. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, wait, how, what, you're all going to be there for us. And then, I mean, maybe you could say more Kaylin about how you experienced the, the lands itself. This gorgeous uh, place. Wait, I just want to say real quick, there was, it was mostly men. And then there was the most beautiful woman Mm. and I felt immediately so held by her. Like she was, she was in the, the seat in front of us. We were in the the back, the three of us side by side. And she turned around and was talking to us through the whole car ride out to this beautiful land. And she just, oh my gosh, she's this kind of woman in her fifties or sixties and she's beautiful and had this long hair and beautiful rings on all her fingers and a beautiful, you know, Mexican style dress on. And she just really connected with us and was asking us questions about our life and sharing about her life. And so that immediately calmed me down. Um, and I just felt, yeah, so held by her the whole way through. Eight. Yeah. She just, um, her, what was her name? Adriana, Adriana. Yeah. Adriana. Um, she had just the most beautiful maternal energy. Oh, just melted. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love this for for me. I want to say that I loved having all the men actually like so many men holding the space because I was healing so much around men Mm. like the breakup triggered all these abandonment things and just stuff like going just going down the whole line of my past Mm -hmm. uh you know relationships with men all the way back to my father and so it felt really important actually to have men like in seeing them in this positive light being there for me and for Mm -hmm. us to hold us through this huge experience. Like I was, that's what actually brought Mm. me so much comfort and and joy. Yes. And just, I mean, the number of men, it was, (laughs) 
I've never, I mean, I don't have that much medicine experience, let's be real, but I've just never seen anything like it. (laughs) This guy is over here tending to the fire. This guy, his entire job is just to sit here and emanate love. Like (laughs) they were playing musical instruments. They were singing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, and, and I think the other thing, um, and then I want to say to just sort of set the stage for this gorgeous um, pl- uh, location that we arrived to is that there was a cenote, so a uh, a sinkhole. And, um, you know, you could, so we actually swam in that after after the journey, but it was like this, the whole setting was this jungle oasis, right? And the whole intention of the place is to really provide um, a container for healing. And so you could just see that in all of the details, you know, little, little hammocks. And there was just this gorgeous, the place where we took the medicine, the exact location was um, just a clearing in the middle of the forest. And so you could actually like, if you're laying down and you look up at the sky, there's trees. And I mean, it just so much exquisite natural beauty. Yeah. 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 I love and there was this one huge tree, right. That was, Oh yeah. Uh, on its side, like all the roots exposed and like a whole under it i was magnetized by this tree you loved that tree it was like my it was my mother that tree was my mother my womb my everything like it was so magnificent like huge i think as a saba tree as actually um very spiritually um, revered tree here in mexico and just with its mm. roots, it was still growing, like while laying on its side with the roots exposed, going into the earth. It wasn't dead. I thought that was just magnificent, like symbolism mm. as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved how much you gravitated to that, to that tree. I remember moments like just looking over and just seeing you with the tree at various times throughout the day. <laughs> Hugging it, lying Hugging by it. it. Yeah. yeah. I loved that. Amazing. Mm, Okay. I feel so juicy just uh, sort of getting myself back into that space. Um, So let's see, perhaps next, um, I want to just skip forward. So, I mean, we, to give a little context, right. You know, we, there was a ceremony that they created for us, right. Where we got to set intentions and, you know, there was a fire and just like, I remember from that, a deep sense of unity, you know, and feeling so held energetically in the space. And then they turn to us and say, who would like to go first? (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) I, yeah, Yeah, go for it, Janira. I felt like all the attention was zoomed in on me because I have all this experience and my whole body was like a hell no, I'm not going first. I had so much anxiety once we got there, like intense amount of anxiety in my body. 
I, my heart is racing. Like some, I don't know, the medicine I was already working me and I just felt, I knew where it was going to take me. I'd already had like visions of this dark space it was going to take me into. And I was terrified because I'd, mm. I'd like, um, seen the door to this place in other journeys and been like, hell no, I'm not going in there. And I just knew today is the day. And mm-hmm. I, was, I cannot go first and not even like a resistance. It was just like, it's not me, even though it should be me. Well, I remember looking over and being like, this bitch got us into this, you know? <laughs> yep and I just turned to you guys and I was honest like it doesn't feel like it's me it feels like it should be but it that doesn't feel like what's Mm -hmm. supposed to happen Mm -hmm. totally oh I remember that so vividly and Ellie what would what would you like to share about that moment it was just absolutely clear that I was not going first so (laughs) I just it just wasn't even an option (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so thank God for Kaylin who really <laughs> stepped up in that it's, moment. <laughs> it's so it is so interesting, you know. Um, because I I sort of didn't, I didn't, I, re- I remember I didn't have like a visceral reaction in my body, right? I remember looking over at Janira and I could feel her, right? And I could mm. feel the truth of like how it really wasn't resonant for her to go first, right? Despite whatever, whatever we may think, you know, might have been thinking at the time. And and then I remember looking over and feeling you. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Right. And then <laughs> this moment, yeah, just pure <laughs> terror. And th- so then I just remember this moment, right. Of like, okay, hold on. Let me just really tune into myself because my automatic is like, oh, okay, well, no one else is going first. I guess I'll go. Right. It's, it's sort of a very compensatory, um, and totally at effect, like form of leadership. <laughs> if you could call it that. And so I just remember this moment of like, oh, okay, hold on. Let me just see. Let me just see. And I just closed my eyes and I felt my body. And then there was just this really calm, clear, simple voice. It was like, oh, I think we're supposed to go first. Mm. And wow. It felt so good to just have the like simplicity of that truth in my body. So I said, okay, let's go. (laughs) So I think for the, what I'd love to do for the rest of the time that we have is sort of zoom in on each of our experiences and, and share, um, what, what really, um, yeah, what really came through for us and, and offer each other reflections and really give you all a felt sense of, of the experience. Um, and I think before we do that though, Janira wants to put something in. Yeah. I want to say really quickly, like just this, this choosing who goes first is important because with this medicine, they, 
serve it to each individual person one at a time. And you have a whole experience where all the attention is on you, like other things, like if you right. mushrooms with your friends, you do it all together. If you drink ayahuasca, everybody gets their cup and then you drink it all together and then you go on the journey together. And this was like, they, they really made it clear that like one person's going to get all the attention and have the space held for them both by like us, the friends and the, the, medicine people that were there um because it's it's really intense and like they just need to focus on you um so yeah now I just want to open it up um for us to each share our experiences um what do you all think should we go in bufo order <laughs> yes yes <laughs> oh my gosh okay um Hmm. So I, um, so for me, um, I remember like sitting down and, um, I'm not really much of a smoker. And so <laughs> like, I really need people to tell me what to do when it, when smoking is involved. Okay. This sounds <laughs> It's so basic, but I, I just have very little experience with smoking things. And, um, but I remember just the calmness of like the way she sat me down and, you know, I, I set my intention, which was to, um, really open my heart and heal my heart and, um, to open motherhood, which, you know, is terrifying, but I, um, yeah, that, that was my desire. So I, I remember, um, like the minute that you, that you, um, smoke the, the medicine, um, I just, I, I, I just remember being skyrocketed to another dimension. And there, it was this feeling, it was like darkness, but I, I felt like I was floating through the, these just like galaxies. I was, I was like, I don't even know where I am. And I felt so alone. And like, I was on the edge of reality. I was like this, I have no, you have no frame of reference in that space. And I just remember being so scared. Right. And, and I, I might've, I don't know, you all can verify this, but I think I was saying, right. Like I'm so scared. That's exactly what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. And screaming, screaming, right. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And then I just, I reached this point of like feeling God. Like it was like, oh, whoa, I'm here and God's here. And, and there was just a place where I, I, I think what happened is I was just so, I couldn't hold the energy of like being tight anymore. And, and it felt like I really just might die. I, I, I think I'm dying. And so at some point in time, I just let go. 
just completely let go and to have the full body like felt experience of letting go oh my gosh was unbelievable and I'm going to try to just tell the most potent parts because I could tell this whole story for like hours, right? Um, So I think the other other piece that is most memorable for me is um, when I was starting to come into a little bit of consciousness, I remember like looking up and seeing seeing Teo, who's the, the medicine man, I didn't realize it was him at the time, but I remember looking up and he was repeating, I'm so sorry. I love you. I'm so sorry. And that was my father. And oh my gosh, the feeling of that reverberating through my body, I will never forget that. And I remember um, Adriana was also putting her hands on my womb. I think they were also like sort of moving the energy around my pussy and sort of smoking it. I don't know if there's anything you want to share about what that was like. I don't fully remember well, that. Okay. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I had forgotten about this. Do you want to say yeah. it here? Okay. Oh my gosh. So my memory of you is that you were right. Like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And there was the moment where you surrendered and then you got into your body so fully and you were, you were on your back, like thrusting your hips into the air and your dress had like risen up, like you were pussy out. Yeah, totally. They were, they were like fanning it and you were like writhing, like you were being, mm. you know, fucked by the universe. Yeah. <laughs> it totally. was, yeah, it was really amazing. Oh my gosh. Right. Oh, I so appreciate that reflection. The, I, yeah, I'm just remembering the power of this, like letting all of this energy go. And I think there mm. were moments where I was like screaming it out, like, just completely like blood curdling type of screaming in the middle of this forest. And, and it, but it switched from fear mm-hmm. into glee, glee, like just ecstasy. Right. Yeah. I was just like, Oh my God. I remember feeling my body and like getting free in my relationship with my father and really feeling the, the power of going all the way down into my darkness and then the the like the sexuality that is available there you know it felt like generations and generations of repression that was just getting free in my body oh god yeah and it was literally like i was fucking god is what it felt like <laughs> like up and down and oh gosh um well and then I you know I think the other the other really potent piece for me to share is the coming 
um, as I started to come out fully from the, from the medicine, you know, once I had thrusted and just let, I just felt like I just let everything go and it was so deep. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh, this is how I get to feel. I remember sitting up. And I made eye contact with every single person in the circle. And the first one was this man, Santiago. And I just remember thinking, I looked into his eyes and I, I think he was just sitting there. Or maybe he was playing a little like drum or something. I remember looking into his eyes and thinking, oh, that's how much love is available. You know, we're over here in our world, like trying to get on a Zoom call. And this guy, Santiago, is just sitting in the forest emanating love. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so amazing. And I just couldn't believe that a stranger could have that much love for me. And I, I, I felt like my, my little girl was deeply coming through. Like I just, this sense of just wonder and like you said, glee and joy was just like pouring out of me. And I made eye contact with every single person. And I, it was like, I was being reborn, you know, and I could not believe I was like, all these people are here for me. And then when I made eye contact, when I realized that the two of you were there and I sort of spun around the circle and made eye contact with you, I, I could not, I was like, those are my friends. I can't believe it. I turned to the, you know, Adriana and I was like, those are my friends. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, and I really seeing myself through your eyes, I could feel my own tenderness. And it was like, I could see my essence reflected in the softness in your eyes. <laughs> it was Un, I've never, I just don't have any other comparable moment like that in my whole entire life, you know? And, and so I can sort of continued around the circle and I really got that I am beloved. And that the world the thing that the medicine the world wants from me is to see the world through the eyes of my little girl, my tender, joyful, exuberant little girl. That's, that's it. Ooh. So then they said, would you like to do another round? And I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> There's an option to go deeper? Are you fucking kidding me? 
I thought, and then I was like, how long has it been? I thought it was like five hours. I assumed I had done all three. That was my assumption. Like they tell you right at the beginning, like, Hey, we're going to give you these, you know, three, three, potentially three hits. And, um, wow. I sat with that and I, you know, I closed my eyes and I checked in with my body and I just felt so complete, like so complete. I was like, there's nothing like I, I don't, I, there's nothing else here, right? This is complete. And so I said, no, thank you. And I remember the shaman or the medicine man saying, uh, and that is true wisdom. And that mm. is part of why I think I needed to go first right? So that I could just make my own choice, you know, and not be influenced by, well, like Janira is doing three and Ellie's doing two and, you know, whatever. I really just got to fully hold what was true for me. Beautiful. Thank you for letting me share. Yeah. I want to just say really quick that like while Ellie and I were watching you, like I was holding, we were holding hands, watching you holding so much space. Yeah. Um, and as you were in the beginning, like screaming and like having the fear come up, like we both were just crying so much watching mm-hmm. you like go into the intensity of this. And, you know, I had my own mm-hmm. fear and anxiety and whatever watching you. And then just like my heart was so cracked open mm-hmm. feeling you. And as soon as you shifted, like it was so like you could feel the shift because I had no idea what was going on inside of you. But you let out this exhale and you let you like laid yourself down on the ground and the whole energy in the entire space, the jungle shifted. It was softened and the love that was emanating from your trip was so palpable. Oh, like gorgeous frequency coming out of you because I was not at all surprised when you came back and you were just like in awe of all the love because it was radiating out of you and that that made me cry more I mean Ellie and I were both just like through the whole time (laughs) like really your your medicine was medicine for it I can speak for myself for me as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my gosh thank you mm-hmm. mm. wow I really feel that that it's so healing to hear that reflection months later so thank mm. you mm. okay so I want to move on we're going to go in bufo order <laughs> <laughs> so ellie yep (laughs) ellie was like i don't want to go last no i was like i can't wait another moment with this dry throat oh i was and and your your trip looked you made it look kind of (laughs) manageable honestly like i was like okay that she was like a little struggling a bit in the beginning, but that looked pretty good. I mean, wow. Okay. Maybe I, yeah. you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to jump right on. In. And honestly, even more than that, it was the dry throat. And, and I knew that Janira's was probably going to be long. <laughs> I'm like, 
Janira is going to totally. do rounds. Like God only knows what's going to go on with Janira. It's like, I better just jump in here or I'm going to be like, my, my throat's going to close. So, um, yeah, I was feeling extremely anxious, like just sweating and anxious. And I also don't love smoking and it smelled and it was, you know, just intense, the whole thing. So my intention was, was to surrender. That was my intention. And (laughs) so I, I take my first, you know, smoke and you have to like fill your whole lungs and torso with the smoke. And, um, I just completely clenched, completely clenched. And there was a part of my brain where I was still conscious. And that part of my brain was like, you're not getting this. And, and then, um, I was so scared. Oh my God. I just felt so alone. Like I was thinking about it today and the way that I would describe it is like, if you go, um, skydiving, like I've been skydiving once and it would be like jumping out of the plane and just like going into fetal position, (laughs) like not opening your, not opening your parachute (laughs) and like, you know, and you're like, what's happening? And it's just terrifying. Like that's kind of how it was. And so Kaylin and Janir, you guys could say more about what it was like on the outside, but that's what it was like on the inside. And then I, I came, you know, I came to, and I was literally like, Oh my God. I was just in the Bufo. Like I didn't even know. I was like, wait, that was it. That was the Bufo trip. Like, (laughs) and they were, and, and the, you know, the medicine man and Adriana were looking at me and they're like, you didn't surrender. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, got it. Okay. (laughs) You were just screaming. No, the whole time. Like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. I'm scared. What I'm scared. The, and what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. I remember it, that too. I, it I felt like. Go ahead. It felt like you had the brakes on. Like yes. the, the like you were, the, the car like was wanting to drive, but the, like every time you're saying, no, 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 like pressing the brakes. And mm-hmm. that was the energy I was feeling. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I really got from that experience like I really saw where I don't surrender in my life. And I had a huge awakening around, you know, where I don't, I have all this support available for me, to me, um, in my life. Two shamans holding me. There were all these people. Oh, did it break up? Yeah. Just repeat that. I have all this support in my life. So I saw where I have all this support around me and I don't like open to receive it. Like, cause at the ceremony, there was two, you know, Adriana and the medicine man were right there with each of us. And I felt completely alone in that first 
in, in, in the first journey. So I was like, how, where am I doing that in my life? Like I just had so many realizations about surrender in my life. So then I, I was like, okay, I'm obviously going to do, do it a second time. So I smoke it a second time. And that time I opened to receive, I was still really scared, but I, I opened to receive support and connection from Adriana and the medicine man. So I was like grabbing onto Adriana being like, I am so scared, like looking in her eyes and, and, and they would say to me, you know, just let go, you know? And I'd be like, I don't know how, like, what do you mean? Just let go. They'd be like, just let go. And at some point I must have done, I must have actually let go because I broke through. And what happened was that all of a sudden the whole sky was white. It was just pure white light. And then, uh, what was his name? Um, Teo. Teo. And then Teo's face, who is basically in my journey was the face of God was just right in front of me. And I was lying on the ground on my back with my arms out and his hand was like on my chest and he was looking down at me and I look up at the, at the, at this white light. And I just went, Oh my God. Whoa. And I just got it. And I saw how all that bullshit that I do, all the clinging, all the forcing, all the control is just that, that when I can let go of that, what's beyond that is God and, and just clarity and simplicity. And that it's all just the shit that I make up in my mind. So I'm looking out and I go, oh my God, you mean... I don't have to be perfect. And he goes, no, this is Teo. No, honey, honey. No, you just be you. You get, you get to enjoy your life. And I go, oh my God. So I don't have to be the best at what I do. (laughs) And he goes, no, no, your life is for you. (laughs) (laughs) and he said so much more he was just channeling and you know straight from god's lips to my ears and um it was just the greatest freedom i'd ever experienced and just really getting that because one of my things too is like putting teachers on pedestals and and i was going through this whole thing with this coach and put you know listening to other people above myself and worrying what people think of me and all that. And it was like, all of that got, oh, and competition. And it was like, all that got blown away. And I just got so profoundly that it was just me and God. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Like that all that is just, it like blew it out. (laughs) So that was, amazing. And then I, I started to come back and Adriana was holding me and saying, you know, 
so many women have this superwoman complex and you know that you see now that you're really here to to just know God and spread that and and be the light and um so yeah that was that was incredible um and then I decided to go in a third time <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it just broke up for a second. I decided to go in a third time and I, I struggled again. You know, I, I fought it again. I, I, I think each of mine, you, I think it was like 40 minutes. I mean, it was, it, it was, I fought a lot and I was scared again. And I was connecting with Adriana and, and, um, and then at one point I just said, I'm so scared, you know, and they just said, you know, surrender. And I said, I, I can't. And they said, why? And I said, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to die. And he said, let yourself die. Woo. And so my theme was definitely surrender, getting a full body experience of what it actually is to fully surrender. Mm -hmm. <sighs> thank you yeah and then just the last thing I'll share is that um, a certain percentage of people have what are called reactivations which is where um, you continue to they call it night school where the bufo continues to to work you um, and it happens at night and so the following night and for about two weeks after, every time I would go to sleep, the um, melatonin triggers the DMT that's still in your system, I believe. And so I would go back into a trip and, and basically what would happen is I would again, have to surrender. Like I would start to feel really trapped and scared. And like, I was back in that scary place and I would have to fully surrender my mind. Like as long as my mind was like, what's happening? Why is this happening? I just want to sleep. Oh, blah. it would just, it would get tighter and tighter until I would fully surrender my mind. And then I would have like incredible kind of Kundalini awakening in my body, like really intense, uh, kind of energetic orgasms almost is the way I would describe it. And so it was like continuing to learn how to surrender my mind, but it was really hard. And, um, and that's when we started doing more research and I learned that this was normal and like that it was, you know, the medicine continuing to work. Um, but for me, yeah, the experience went on for, it's hilarious. Cause I thought I was getting a 20 minute experience and instead I had like a, like a three week trip. Um, but I'm so clear that it was like exactly what my, what the, my higher self needed and wanted. <laughs> Thank you so much for, uh, for sharing that Ellie. <laughs> All right. Uh, our third and final Bufo trip, Janira, <laughs> take it away. So much anticipation. 
I was so scared after watching Ellie. Um, the the words that landed for me watching her were like the the words about death. You know, like I don't I don't want to die. I'm, I'm afraid I'm gonna die. And he's just like, let yourself die. And I was just having like intense heart racing. Like I felt like I was also gonna die. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of sensation. And for me, what really helped was. Uh, when I sat in front of Adriana, like I went, you know, and took my space for the, my personal little ceremony and and they had their little prayer card for me to read the words, you know, like each of us did. And I got to just like say these affirmations, you know, like thank the medicine in advance and like set the the intention. It helped a lot. Um, and also just like, telling Adriana like please don't leave me like <laughs> like I don't want to feel alone I'm really scared and her just I'm gonna be here the whole time um like for me it was so important because yeah I've done so much medicine and I tend to be super intense hardcore and I was terrified and I needed to like give myself permission to be terrified and to admit it and ask for help up front so all of that was was great and then when I smoked my first hit I was really surprised because the feeling of it was so gentle, like so gentle. I was, I looked at them, like I could see that there was some shift, you know, in, in my perception. And like, I looked around at the jungle and like the trees looked extra tall and like, I could feel an energy in the space, but having watched both of you, I was kind of like, this is it. This And I, I kept being like, this is too easy. This is too gentle. And Adriana looked at me. She's like, that's your lesson. That's your lesson. <laughs> you think it has to be hard. I'm like, I think I need to smoke more. And she's just like, just finish this one and we'll see. And so I relaxed. I like let myself lie down and like look up at the, this giant tree and the tree felt like my sister. It was a different tree. this like tall, skinny one. And, you know, my intention for this ceremony was to open my heart again and to forgive and let go of my ex. And because my, my heart had been feeling so tight and I was really scared because I'd spent many, many years like being really tight and resentful toward men. And I'd done so much work to open. And then this breakup was devastating and I could feel the tightening, tightening and some of the old resentful thoughts coming in. And I was so scared that like, I would close my heart forever. So I was like, please help me open my heart and let him go. And, um, immediately when I, laid down next to that tree and was looking up at it. I just heard it speaking to me and I saw his face, my ex, and it was, the message was so simple. Like you're done. Mm. Like let him go. Like he like, he's not yours. And, and like the, the words between the lines were really like, like, I just knew it's like that relationship. What was not right for me as like a long-term partnership. Like I didn't need all those words, but like that was the message and just like trust that. And it was like, 
that's it. Like, oh, you know what I wanted? I wanted confirmation. That was also part of like my underlying intention was confirmation that I could let that relationship go because I was still in a little bit of a battle of like, maybe we'll get back together. Like maybe this is just time apart for us to heal and do our own work. And I had all this hope. And so the medicine made it so clear, like, no, just let him go. Like he's not for you. And it was gentle, no resentment in that. Not like a fuck off, fuck him. And, and then I saw him like on his path, on his journey. And like, there was just so much love uh, in the fields around me. It was so simple, you know, and the rest of the time I was just kind of like lying there, taking in the energy of the jungle and letting the medicine move through me super gently. Um, so I got exactly what I asked for, but then me being super intense. I was like, I think I want more. Like I need like a bigger, something bigger to crack me open. Uh, so I smoked a second time and I was catapulted into this dark space that I had previously been so scared of, except because in other journeys, I got to choose if I went in or not. And like it, the fear was like in looking in and seeing the darkness and like the resistance this time I was just launched into it. So the fear wasn't actually there. Soon I was, I was, as I was there, it was like this dark void. I entered the dark void, uh, what I understand to be and felt like in that moment, pure consciousness, like just mm. the everything and the nothing all just meeting each other, like emptiness in Buddhism, where like everything that exists is empty of, of meaning, it, you know, and it, it's just like the pure form from which it, it comes from. It was all there. And I had no body. I was part of it. I was vibrating. The, the sensation that I felt was, was the pulsing of consciousness. That's where I was, which for me, this is a God space. Like there's the white light, which we, which we know to be also God space. But I also see like this as the, you know, the, the, the yin yang, right. The, the dark side, but not in a bad way. Just like the other, mm -hmm. the, the opposite. It was mind blowing and overwhelming. And I was just in awe and there was, there was nothing. I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just feeling this consciousness and having this innate understanding, you know, this is all there that there is. It was profound. But when I started coming back into my body, like I was still in the trip, but then I started to like have separation from that consciousness and have a little bit more awareness, but like very much in the trip, I could hear the songs they were playing. Like I had asked them to play the song, um, Pachamama, mm -hmm. I'm coming home. Like I really wanted that song, but it sounded like, like Pachamama. I was like, I was so in it. It sounded like aliens were singing to me. Like everything was throbbing. The earth was pulsing and throbbing. It was a lot. And I was starting to come into my body and I just felt like sick, sick in my body. And the medicine, this is not like, other like ayahuasca that makes you throw up but I felt like I had something in me like that was making me sick like it wasn't the medicine it was something in me and I mean I started spitting like just so much spit coming like drooling spitting all over myself and and then I had a flash like this is 
all my self-hatred. And I started saying like, I hate myself. I am crying and I hate myself and crying and crying and I hate my body. I, and I wanted to, like, I just, I wanted to cover myself up. But then there was this other part of me, which I think was related to like the pure consciousness that just wanted to be naked and free. And I literally wanted to be naked. Like I would cover myself <laughs> up, they would cover me. And then I would, this other part would break through and be like ripping off the blanket, like uh, taking off my clothes, my underwear. Like I just want to be free. You know, there was an epic battle of my yeah. ego and of my <clears throat> consciousness, like that just loves itself mm-hmm. and wants to be free. And uh, in the end, my <laughs> my true self won. And I just, I mean, I ended up completely switching out of my clothes, getting naked, being in like wrapped in like a, a, a blanket that turned into a sarong somehow. I don't know. It just looked <laughs> my like pussy open to the sun, like by the fire. It was this just epic healing that happened as I was navigating this, this story that I had in myself. Um, and it wasn't even just about my body. It was like hating myself for making the choices that I'd made for not having been able to like have more power to make choices, like get out of the relationship sooner or do different things. Like a lot was just, I I couldn't see it, but I could feel, um, in the back of my mind, like this energy of just, you know, bad choices or what I labeled as bad choices, um, that I judged myself for, you know, and, and that was part of also wanting to be free, like just be not being free of like ever making bad choices again, but of like that hatred I have toward myself and that lack of compassion and that lack of love, right. The very opposite of hatred. So yeah, I got to the other side and was just lying there like by the fire, legs spread, panting out of breath, because I I think I was like writhing all over the place and feeling like you were. Yeah. I mean, and I also felt like I was going to take like a big shit at one point, like, and I had so much shame. Like I was like, I don't want to do this in front of my friends. Like I had this intense sensation and and Adriana was just like, that's all in your mind. Like you think Mm. you're full of shit. This mm. is all your mind. Mm. And then like, it turned out like there was nothing in there. Like I, you know, afterwards, it's not like I went to the bathroom in the jungle or like, I didn't, and there was nothing. It was all created by my ego, which was mm. really powerful for me to see just how harsh I could be toward myself and how judgmental and negative I could like think about myself and treat myself. and what I, you know, projected out into the world and thought people would think that they're thinking of me because of what I was carrying inside myself, all this shit. So that was really significant. Um, just to like get that in my body through the sensation of, yeah, this pressure in my intestines that was just all made up. Um, yeah, I felt, you know, it was really interesting because I felt like it was anticlimactic at the end, I, I wanted somehow the, the experience to be bigger, the understanding, but it was just, even though I had this big experience, like somehow I wanted to like get cracked over my skull with it or something. And it was just like, it's all made up. It's in your head. That's it. 
Mm. You know, you can let it go. Like that's it. Uh, what somebody like rip it out of me or something. I, let me vomit. Let me do something really intense to, to show I've broken through. And so I was a little bit disappointed for just a little bit of, of the portion after our ceremony. And then with integration with some time after our beautiful naked swim where I got to just enjoy my body. And I also had reactivations um, a couple of nights, not as many as Ellie. And, and during the day, which is really interesting as I was doing my work and listening to particular songs, I would feel the buffo, feel the throbbing, like be in it while being in reality. And I don't know, I got to actually see like the profundity of the experience uh, and that it didn't have to be so hard all of the freaking time uh, that it could still give me really, really big healing and insight. And the last thing I'll say is it just really dramatically affected my work moving forward. The way that I work with people, how deeply I feel like all of my work has shifted. Most of my work has shifted into being like body-based somatic. I can just feel like I barely coach. I just like sit and hold people and like guide them to their bodies. And then all of a sudden, like they're in this kind of like shamanic type of experience. The medicine feels like it is in me. And I really know that it was, it was the medicine because the week or two after it was it was doing some things in my sessions, like very actively. And now it's just like kind of in my DNA or something. Um, so it's, it's been really huge. Mm, just in your DNA. That feels, that feels true. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I know we're going to wrap up here momentarily. We could go on for hours. Um, I, I think the one thing I just want to say about my experience of you is the, um, the thing that had the biggest impact on me was seeing you in your primal nature. Mm. Like you just were embodying that. And it was so like, it was like surrendered and expressed all at the same time. It's, it's hard for me to even articulate, but I will just never forget that vision of you in the jungle, ripping your clothes off <laughs> and just getting free of all of these stories. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was huge. And then I also just want to reflect that one of the things that really struck me was how in the days and weeks, cause we continue to, you know, have a weekly call you, it's like, you just got softer and softer you know, like you just, you sh like, it was so palpable and visible, like what you shed and, mm -hmm. and even in your acceptance of the journey for what it was, there was like a huge softening around that. Cause it right immediately after was like, Oh, like, did it, did I get it? Or was it, you know, it could have been more whatever. And then seeing you, you know, kind of grapple with that and then find acceptance and let it integrate and it was really gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate you reflecting the softness too, because that need for intensity has been in me for so mm -hmm. long and like made me kind of like this fiery yes. hardcore person and, and it's still in there, but a lot of that has softened since that journey for sure. For sure. Yeah. I feel very, like a very different woman. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> 
Ooh, thanks for putting that in, Ellie. Wow, I am just so unbelievably grateful that we got to relive this journey today. Um, I just so appreciate the two of you. Um, so I want to just tell my listeners if they're, you know, clearly um, both Ellie and Janira, th- this experience has deeply impacted their work and the way that they show up in the world. And so if there's, there's a part of you that's like, Ooh, I wonder what it would be like to work with these women. Um, Ellie, would you like to share where people can find you? Yeah, sure. Um, Instagram's the best place. I'm Ellie Montgomery with an IE at the end, um, on Instagram and yeah, we're currently building our, uh, desire on fire website is my company. And we have a we have a 200 woman event happening in LA the first weekend mm. of October. That's going to be amazing. So all of that will be on desireonfire.com by the time this launches um, this podcast. Yeah. Hot. Awesome. And uh, what about you, Janira? Yeah. You can also find me on Instagram, Janira underscore Martinez, J A N I R A. Um, I mean, my website as well, janeiromartinez.com. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, let's each do one word, uh, one word of what we got from Bufo as we as we leave. Um, Janira, what's your word? Love. Mm. And Ellie? Allowing. Mm. Thank you. Mine is reverence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you, women. And uh, bye, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>